are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. I am so excited about today's episode because we are going to talk about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and how it brings with it some great assets. Specifically, we're going to talk about six superpowers of having ADHD. In full disclosure, I am a speech language pathologist and I have ADHD and it is my greatest superpower, both as a speech language pathologist and also as a researcher. Today, we're we're going to talk about how having ADHD is an amazing superpower for a therapist. So if you're a speech language pathologist, embrace your ADHD. With having ADHD are some wonderful, valuable assets that you're going to want to use to its full potential. You're not going to want to hide these great assets that come with having ADHD. Quite the contrary, you're going to want to capitalize on them. So we're going to talk about these six traits that come with having ADHD that make you exceptional as a speech language pathologist. So let me first tell you where I get these ideas from. This is from an article from 2018. And what they did in this article, and I'm going to put it in the show notes for you, is they interviewed six highly successful adults with ADHD. And they looked at what were these unique traits that were attributed to ADHD that made them successful, both in their professional life and in their personal life. When you look at these six traits today, I'm going to tie them in into how these traits will make you such an exceptional speech language pathologist. I can speak firsthand that these are my greatest superpowers as a speech language pathologist, so I can't wait to discuss them. So we're going to go through all six. The first one that the article discusses is divergent thinking. That's the ability to think outside of the box. Why do people with ADHD have this ability? Well, the reason for that is because people with ADHD, a lot of times they have two things. They don't have that ability to focus their attention. So as a result, they're looking at everything in the room. They're taking it all in. So when you take in everything, you're able to see the forest. 
Another area of ADHD is difficulty shifting attention. So what happens as a result is you're able to see the details. So not only are you able to see the big picture of the forest, you're also able to see the veins in the leaf. This is an amazing superpower when it comes to working with children with communication impairments. Because when you have a communication impairment, it's multifaceted. It impacts every area of your life. It impacts you socially. It impacts your language. It impacts your literacy. It impacts your speech. It impacts your motor skills. It impacts your behavior. It is all encompassing. And when you have ADHD and you're taking it all in, you're taking in all of that information. So when I describe to people how I think, and when I see a child, I think like a spider web. And at, the, at one time, I'm taking in all information, and maybe you do this as well. I'm taking in information from every area of the child's developmental domain simultaneously. And when I'm able to take in all that information simultaneously, which is because of my ADHD, I'm then able to take all of that information in and hyper-focus on what matters at a given time. So it's that ability to see the forest, but to also see the details. So for instance, maybe I'm working with a child that has a speech sound disorder. And I see in that child, there's motor issues, there's perception issues, there's social issues. And I look at every aspect of how that speech sound disorder is impacting that child's life. And I say, I need to work on the R sound. It's like, why do you need to work on the R sound, Kelly? And I'm going to say, because it's very frequent and socially it's going to have the greatest impact because it's the most complex and there will be a cascading impact in which all the earlier sounds will naturally develop. And it's the most motorically complex. So what it's going to do is it's going to strengthen the oral motor structure so the child has better motor coordination. So you're going to look at all areas and also be for literacy purposes because it's so highly frequent it's going to have a big impact on literacy skills you're going to look at every area and that's going to be seeing the big picture that comes with having adhd which because you have difficulty focusing your attention you take everything in but then because you also have difficulty shifting attention you hyper focus so you're going to use this research resource you have, which is limited attention wisely. You're going to take that limited attention and say, what should I spend this on? I don't have a lot of it. So that's how it works. And that's how you're thinking outside of the box. What happens when you put constraints on someone is they become more creative, they become more productive, and they become more efficient. So when you're a speech language pathologist and you only have 30 to 60 minutes a week to make a difference, you're going to have to be able to look at the big picture and you're going to have to be able to look at the details and you're going to have to focus on the details that are going to be the game changers. It's almost as if if someone was to tell me, because I, I am working on a book right now, Kelly, you have a year to write this book. I would be like, okay, I'm, I'll get it done. If someone told me, Kelly, you have a month to write this book. If someone told me I had a month to write this book, I'm going to become a lot more creative, a lot more efficient, a lot more productive at what I do with that time. 
So when you have attention deficit disorder, you have constraints on your attention. So you're going to become more creative, more productive, and more efficient. So that is the first superpower, divergent thinking. The second superpower is courage. When you have attention deficit hyperactive disorder, it makes you a little bit different. So maybe you're more impulsive in your speech and your behavior. Maybe you break social cues. A great book for children is All Dogs Have ADHD. So All Dogs Have ADHD is a story about how difficult it is when you have ADHD and you break the social norms. Well, what happens as a result of breaking those social norms is you simply don't fit in. You're used to not fitting in. So that means you're okay being an advocate for those that need it the most. You're okay going against the grain when that's what needs to happen. You're going to go against the grain because you don't fit in anyhow. You have nothing to lose. That gives you the courage to stand up for what's right. That has you. That gives you the courage to do and say difficult things that won't, they won't build popularity points. But that's okay, because you've never been popular, odds are. So you're not going to lose anything. You're not, you're not, you weren't part of the sorority. So the sorority is not going to turn against you when you do something against the sorority. So it gives you courage to do the right thing. So the third superpower that develops from having ADHD is energy. And energy is so important in working with children with communication impairments. And that's because many of the children with communication impairments also have attentional and sensory differences. So what that means is many of the children, for instance, with autism spectrum disorder, they take in all the information. They're taking in too much information. So they're taking in all of the visual stimuli in the room. They're taking in all of the auditory stimuli in the room. They're listening to the microwave down the hall. They're listening to the ambulance in the street, the police car that's a mile away. And they're listening to every little sound of the light and everything in the room. So you're going to have to have a lot of energy to break through the distraction. You have to cut through that distraction. So these children that have sensory processing differences, many of them have a lot of static around them because they're not filtering the auditory. We're just talking about auditory and visual here, not alone, let alone tactile. We're not even getting into that in some other areas. Proprioception, proprioception for instance, just auditory visual. Let's talk about that. So these children are taking it all in. They have all this distraction and you're going to have to have a high level of energy to cut through it. So I have a graduate assistant right now and I am adoring her because she is so over the top. She is so over the top. She is saying, oh, your hand's on the rail. All right. You're being so responsible. All right. Hands on the rail. It is like 
This is the way she talks. She's using these huge gestures. She's using this huge vocal inflection. She's using lots of energy. And that's what it takes to break through the static. Yes, there are some children where you're going to have to turn it down a notch. Yes, that's the case. But for many of the preschoolers we work with, to cut through the static, you got to turn it up, way up. And that does require a lot of energy. So the next ADHD superpower is humanity. As I mentioned before, because many children with ADHD or adults that become adults, they've experienced um, not fitting in often in their life. So they can be very empathetic to the children with special needs and understanding not only not fitting in, but not being able to make the grade socially or academically and having to be creative and work harder in order to succeed. So there's a humanity that develops from having ADHD. And that humanity is being able to empathize in knowing what it's like to socially struggle, to academically struggle, to struggle in the sense of um, um, also uh, societal norms, being on time for things, not forgetting appointments, not losing your materials and being organized, being a good citizen, a member of the community that's responsible, having a pen with you, having a pencil with you, having your notepad with you, having your laptop with you being responsible. So they know what it's like to fail in these areas because of neurological differences. So the next one that comes from having ADHD is resilience. And so what we've known is that we've had to come up with the ADHD strategies to overcome our deficit. So we've had to think outside of the box and say, okay, I know that I'm probably going to forget this person's birthday party. So what am I going to do to remember the birthday party? Okay, maybe I'm going to put a post-it note right here on top of my computer. Maybe I'm going to write it on my hand as well. Maybe. So you're going to come up with all of these strategies. I'm going to put the present right on my car seat because I don't want to fail socially because I'm going to forget about the birthday party because of the ADHD. So we've learned how to use all of these strategies to make up for our neurological differences. So then we're able to teach other children, I know this doesn't come naturally for you, but there's strategies. And these strategies, such as if you have ADHD, having a place for everything, really make a difference or having a calendar in which you have a habit routine in which you're it's reoccurring every day from 6 to 8 p.m this is what I'm going to be doing every day from 6 to 8 a.m this is what I'm going to be doing it's a habit that makes it easier for someone with ADHD it's all about resilience. We've developed resilience and we can teach other children how to better develop resilience because we know what to do when things don't come naturally. You have to work harder and you have to work smarter. Okay, the last one is transcendence. Now, when I think about transcendence, I think about children, which some people will call, and I hate it when they do this, quirky. 
um, or they they will say something and the intonation really speaks volumes where it's like a down intonation and they say, he's different. And it's not a compliment, he's different. When you have ADHD, you tend to look for what is unique or different and that's what catches your eye. Um, that's what, what, what makes your eyes sparkle is what stands out and what's unique. What makes an emerald an emerald on a beach is because it's not sand. It's different. It's unique. When you have ADHD, um, you always look for something that's different or unique to catch your attention because it, the status quo kind of bores you a bit, Right. It takes more to orient your attention. You, my sister, who's a photographer, she'll, she'll take her fingers and wiggle them next to her eyes like she does with babies when she's talking to me to get my attention. So we like what's different. So when we see these children with special needs that are unique and we don't say he's different or she's different, we say it with a rising intonation. We say He's different. She's different. They catch our eye. They catch our attention. We're interested in them. We're vested in them. So this is how the six superpowers of having ADHD really relate to being an amazing speech-language pathologist. There's so many other areas in which ADHD improves your life in, in personal, for personal reasons, or I see as a researcher, having ADHD has like exponentially helped me, not only as a therapist, but as you can see as a therapist, these are superpowers. And these are superpowers that if you have ADHD, you're going to want to capitalize on. If you don't have ADHD, I'm sure that you see some of these superpowers in yourself. Embrace it, wear it proudly, and use it to its full potential. Okay, so now it's time to take these superpowers of yours, whatever they may be, ADHD or not, you know you own it, take them and put them to use. So let's roll up our sleeves and let's start changing lives one child at a time and making the world a better place. Mm -hmm.